Hello and welcome to Earth Calling. We're your hosts, Ed and Laszlo. Every week, we take you on a journey through the wonderful world of online content, sorting through the tweets, the memes, the Insta queens, the grams, the snaps, the fake news traps, the likes, the pokes, the Karen jokes. This is our record of humanity in the 21st century. So sit back, relax, and buckle in. Because we've done the sorting, the sifting, and the heavy lifting. Tune in. This is Earth Calling. This week we move away from the comforting, nostalgic terrain of Facebook groups to somewhat less familiar territory, the question and answer platform Quora. Now, if you haven't heard of or use Quora, in which case, how on earth do you get your information about which celebrities are nice in real life or not? It really is as simple as it sounds. People ask questions and other people answer them. We tasked ourselves with exploring this nebulous platform in search of gems to add to our time capsule. And, well, from a personal perspective, I can tell you that this involved sifting through a lot of pubescent teenagers asking for kissing advice and a lot of people asking if it's normal that their husbands are sleeping in the same bed as their eight-year-old daughter every night. Then again, uh, I've noticed a stable trend in that the people who actually ask the questions are 90% of the time obviously anonymous because their questions are things like, what's it like being a drug dealer? And then you've got around eight people (laughs) responding, all of whom are, again, anonymous, saying... Well, um, I can tell you that I vastly enjoyed being a drug dealer for the first two weeks until, <laughs> and then, and that, by the way, these, that, that particular thread was an absolute goldmine. People, around 12 different ex-drug drug dealers got involved to varying degrees of confession, and it was incredibly amusing reading. I saw, yeah, I saw all sorts of things. I think, you know, a couple of highlights, um... Is it safe to take a shower during a thunderstorm? Uh, from Adam D'Angelo. Um, how <laughs> Wait, do you? So, okay. <laughs> so what's what's Adam worried about? Is he is he worried about his very electrical shower that he's got? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you mentioned this. So so I of course had to dive into the detail on this one, and somebody has actually calculated the precise odds of you dying uh, during a thunderstorm in your shower. And it is roughly the equivalent to driving 15 minutes on a US highway, according to the most upvoted response. And I won't go into the details, but essentially, when lightning strikes near your house, there is a small chance that it will actually permeate through into the water of your the water supply of your house. And if you happen to be taking a shower, you might get electrocuted by the water that's been hit by the lightning. Right. So can I conclude that neither driving 15 minutes on a highway in America nor taking a shower during a thunderstorm is actually dangerous? They are both equally unlikely to kill you. But there are there are a lot of very strange questions on there, um, ranging from the really quite thought-provoking and controversial, i.e., how do you justify killing unborn children <laughs> all the way through to asking what? for a friend <laughs> brackets just asking for a friend um, all the way through to why is factoring numbers into primes such a difficult problem by ah! alon amit who is clearly struggling with his math homework um 
And in your in your travels on Quora, was there anything in particular that caught your eye and and deserves significant analysis? Well, there were several questions, but one that really jumped out from the milieu was the following, and I'll read it in full. So pay attention; it's relatively complicated. Imagine you are a nun in a bear costume (laughs) with opposable thumbs about to engage in a fight to the death with another nun who may or may not in fact be a bear (laughs) in disguise. In front of you lies a hunting knife and a baseball bat. If you pick one, the other nun, brackets or bear, will choose the other weapon. Which would you pick and why? I'm, I'm, I'm so glad someone's finally voiced what's been on my mind for years. It's, it's, the, it's the nun paradox. Everyone knows the, the bear costume nun paradox. Um, okay, so let me get this right. The, the nun has opposable thumbs, right? Yes, yeah, so now, you you are I, a nun. Yeah, so you are in yeah. fact a nun. Got it. And you but you're dressed as a very convincing bear. Yeah. Um and you're about to engage in a fight with another nun who you believe to be a nun, but that nun might in fact be a bear dressed <laughs> as a nun. Okay, so so as far as I can tell, it's basically it's it's the Halloween costume party at the monastery and you've got <laughs> two and you've got Two nuns who go walking out to the forest. Maybe one of the nuns get gets lost along the way, which means that nun A is in this situation whereby she is eighty percent sure that her, the nun across from her is in fact nun Bernadette from the monastery. But also because this forest is populated by a bunch of wild bears, it could well be a bloody bear. Yeah, because the bears, of course, are also celebrating Halloween and they're all dressed up as well. And so it and they're all dressed the as case. nuns. The, the exactly. bears are all dressed as nuns. <clears throat> Got it. So the question on this nun's mind is, does she take the baseball bat or the knife? That's the question, right? Correct. But bear in mind that you are the nun. Stop trying to abstract yourself. You are in this situation. It's terrifying. You are... I am the nun. Right there, okay? You are oh, the nun. Word. Um, And you have this crucial choice, right? First question, is it a bear or a nun? You know, is it a bear or is it uh, Sister Bernadette? Is that is that you, Sister and then you don't hear a reply, but you don't know whether that's because she's had a bit to drink, a bit of the communion wine. Um, and so you have to make a snap decision as to which weapon you choose, whether it be the baseball bat or the knife. Well, of course, well, well of course, you know, being Sister Mary, I know how, you know, what the consequences would be if I gave Bernadette a good stab in. But what I'm going to do, right, this is my tactic. And this is a response to the, the question. Fundamentally, I grab the baseball bat. Why you ask me? Because the knife would be fatal, don't want to go down that route. Grab the baseball bat and then just give a sharp whack to the legs, the leg region. A sharp whack, then you know if she's human, if she's a bear. If she's a bear, well, you're fucked, to be honest with you. You just fucking hit the bear on its knees, you're fucked. You're going running back to the monastery, the bear's going to catch up and gobble you up. But if it's Sister Bernadette, she'll, f- she'll tell you. It's me, Mary, what are you smacking me around the knees for? But but you see, that's where you're wrong, of course, because if it does happen to be a bear, the last thing you do with a bear attack, Laszlo, is run. Um, now... Is that true? 
yeah, you've clearly never read a pamphlet on rural existence and survival in the woods. Uh, am I right nope. in saying that? So the in the event of a bear attack, you never, ever, 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 ever run. You so a bear can climb faster than you, can outrun you, can do basically whatever you want quicker than you. So in the event of a bear attack, um, you need to stand up tall, stand your ground, make I think loud noises. And um, this is where I'm getting a little bit concerned because there's a difference between brown bears and black bears. Um, and I'm now forgetting which is which. Bernadette, do you mind clarifying? <laughs> is, is, the, is the sheen of your fur, is it a, a more of a black or more of a brown shade? Uh, look under me habit. Um, <laughs> I think basically you're meant to lie on your stomach if it's a brown bear, a.k.a. a grizzly. And play dead. Um, and if it's a black bear, you can be a bit more aggressive. Black bears are a bit more skittish. Uh, the grizzly is, is is more aggressive. So, so you, you, it sounds like you know you were you were making fun of me for never having read a pamphlet on on rural existence. What what have you read? Like twelve pamphlets on freaking bear attacks. So I, when I visited Yellowstone National Park. Um, was a little bit concerned about bears and so i read some <laughs> online articles about how to deal with bear attacks and basically bear spray is king so you wander around with your bear spray and you need to be loud to warn them so you know basically just just you know just be sensible just have your bear spray in your fanny pack walk around loudly if you come across a bear spray it and <laughs> Grab a baseball bat if there's one to hand. Yeah, got it, but not the knife. So you agree that the baseball bat is the right prop? Well, see, this is the thing. So perhaps we should dive into some of our responses. And there's a wide range of different strategies that are adopted. Um, the first is from Jay Best, who self-identifies as an entrepreneur, CEO, and geek. His first comment is, this is easy, full stop. If she is a bear, she has no opposable thumbs and therefore cannot use the knife or the bat. She can only claw you. If you take the knife, you'd be well within clawing distance and so likely to kill her, but you'd also likely both die. If you take the bat, you can at least annoy her enough and then run away quickly. <laughs> annoy her! <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, that's if she's a bear. If she's a nun then she should be aware of the Ten Commandments. So best action here is to actively remind her of her own vows, brackets, hell, devil, etc. <laughs> um, which is great. I mean, I hadn't actually thought about that. Of course, thou shalt not kill, one of the one of the key commandments. But why is the nun wanting to kill Sister Mary in the first place? Why is Bernadette going to kill Mary? I thought the only risk here was if she's actually a bear. Well, Bernadette might have got angry over something back at the convent. Yeah, over the, over the pumpkin carving contest which preceded said Halloween party. Exactly. At which Sister Mary outdid Sister Bernadette with an amazingly good Joker face. Or a representation of the resurrection, perhaps. <laughs> yes, more apt, more apt. But I think you know, my, my view on this is that if she's a nun and my bear costume is convincing... Um, and let's assume that Bernadette doesn't actually know that you are the bear, so she hasn't seen you that evening. 
she's then terrified and she runs away. This is my logic, right? So, so she would run. If she's actually a bear disguised as a nun, then I would try seduction. Um, a honey trap, if you will, a la Winnie the Pooh. Wow. And perhaps I would serenade her with a jingle. Oh, it's the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strength. <laughs> hey. Um and if and if you know, if that didn't if the seduction didn't work, then probably the bat, because you've got more range with a bat. Uh, kind of like what you said. Or an actual bat. Maybe you have a bat that lives in the convent. Well, I mean, it was Halloween night, and after the pumpkin carving contest, there was, of course, a make-your-own-bat-out-of-black-wax contest, which actually Sister Bernadette excelled at. So Yes. There's many lifelike bats hanging around the convent. The convent. Yes. Get at him! Get at him, Jerry! Get at him, Terry! Bite him! Bite him! Why should I bite him, sister? Give him the blasted coronavirus! And that was patient one. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Really, um, really good. Really good. A couple of other remarks I would just chip in with are from two Brits um, who clearly see themselves as the witty, the witty one-liner brigade who chip into these rather thought-provoking and interesting discussions with comic relief and moments of brevity and levity. So there's Mark Harrison, who is a CTO, uh, who has chimed in with, hmm, weapons-wise, neither. Here in England, we don't have the right to arm bears. <laughs> I really, really like that, but I do question what a CTO is doing, constructing puns on Quora threads about nuns. Now, I think he might work with Jay Best, the, the startup founder. <laughs> we featured earlier they're both just growth hacking away in a starbucks somewhere but actually they're just on quora um and then there's one from craig uh who's an art director and author who's gone for well i'd go for a bat you don't bring a knife to a non-fight <laughs> great really good of course don't bring a knife to a gunfight um yes clever. yes yes on that note, though, I think worth summing up, and the reason I want to put this particular question into our time capsule is that one day when we're all gone and Earth is no longer populated, it would be great if whoever turns up has a keen sense of what we really cared about, the big questions, such as what happens on a Halloween night when a nun goes missing in a forest and comes across a partner of hers dressed as a bear. But Laszlo, I think you have your own key question for me this week. I do, I do, yes. And I, I, I unfortunately have to say that from the realm of celibacy, we do move to the realm of promiscuity because a lot of the content I came across on Quora, and I, I spent a long time scrolling down the day's most popular questions, a lot of it just relates to people cheating on each other and asking what the weirdest situations that people were in when they were cheated on or cheated on others. I hate to break this to you, but it's actually not the most popular. It's very much a sort of curated 
list of things based on your previous searches. So um, <laughs> no, it's good to know. But uh, but but do go on. Well, that that makes much more sense in that case because <laughs> because I have been suspicious of my wife, um, and uh, and a lot of a lot of the people on core have, have helped me get through some of the anxiety I've experienced. But I wanted to pick out one particular response which caught my eye. The question, as posed by a user who will remain anonymous, was, "Have you ever walked in on your wife cheating on you in your own house?" So here goes. This is the the response by yet another anonymous user. So, have you ever walked in on your wife cheating on you in your own house? Yes. I left her alone with them for only four minutes or so when I went to the bathroom. With them? How many of them are there? Well, hang on. I left her alone with them for only four minutes or so when I went to the bathroom. That's all it took for her to reach her hand on the table, and after feeling around for it, she landed on her prize. With several smooth strokes, she ruined our relationship right at that moment. To be clear, our marriage was always strained, and she she had never really stopped turning tricks in clubs, not really at all. We fought nearly endlessly, usually centering around her incessant need to get the upper hand and her propensity to break hearts right in front of me as my wife. (laughs) Yeah, I stood for this nearly nine years while she humiliated me in front of numerous other people just before she would blow a sarcastic kiss my way. She used to be a hand model and the only thing she cared about were her, her fucking hands. She always protected her hands. Brackets, God forbid anyone saw them before she was ready close brackets, and would not let even her diamonds upstage them. When I left the bathroom and headed to the kitchen, Phil shot up from his chair and put his hands up to seemingly calm my approach. Brackets, I always walk fast. Close brackets. (laughs) He assured me that he didn't want to be disrespectful, but said, Your wife needs to learn how to behave appropriately. I surely did not like where this was going, as he pointed to Jason, She reached under the table and palmed it in her hand. I could have thrown a fucking bicycle or a spade at her, but it was already over. I still loved her, even as I grew more angry and disappointed by the second, thinking about my own shame as everyone stared at us. I looked her straight in the eye, and with a seething low growl, I said, This is the last time I will ever play spades with you. So I'm glad that it ended that way because it was it was it was really going to, down a slightly a dark route. Yeah. Um, how many of so there were a couple of them. So it was it was Monica. What what's she called? Well, let's call her Monica. And she's yeah. playing spades with her two compatriots and is a hand model and has grabbed a card. Is that right? So that was a masterful deployment of of innuendo. Will that translate to the aliens? See, these are the things they need to learn. They need to learn the subtleties of... Because they'll be reading through this thread, which is about terrible, terrible cases of betrayal and intermarital affairs. And then they'll Mm -hmm. come across this and be like, humans playing spades. And then they'll look up a spade and then they'll see on alien Wikipedia a photo of a spade. And then they'll wonder what on earth three people are doing in a sitting room hitting each other over the head with utensils exactly. that you'd use to dig a hole. <clears throat> you've put your you've put your finger on it. This is exactly why it needs to be in the in the time capsule because of the fact that this is such a beautiful beautiful example of innuendo and and how the double meaning here is is used by the author to to relate to both cheating 
in a romantic sense and cheating in a game sense. Now, if I read this to you again, I want you to pick up every... Because this is why I included it. It's actually an alarmingly well-written piece of innuendo. There are so many references that you won't have picked up the first time round. So I'm going to read it again quickly. This is actually beautiful because... I hate I hate to reveal this, but I didn't actually make the connection between cheating in cards and cheating in love, um, oh, which I hope. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm well, glad, I'm... but the, the aliens will really struggle then. Alien three four nine. You are <laughs> such an idiot. You did not realize a cheat has two meanings. They they sing an <laughs> auto tune in my in my interpretation of alien. So, now that you have discovered that, yes, indeed, cheating has two meanings and you can cheat in a game of cards, I want to really quickly read this back to you and you have to pick up every time he references the the, the cards in question. Yes, I left her alone with them for only four minutes or so when I went to the bathroom. That's all it took for her to reach her hand under the table and after feeling around for it, she landed on her prize. With several Mm. smooth strokes, she (laughs) she ruined our relationship right at that moment. To be clear, our marriage was always strained and she had never really stopped turning tricks in clubs. Tricks in clubs. Oh, wow. Okay. Not really at all. We fought nearly endlessly, usually centering around her incessant need to get the upper hand. Oh, that's good. And her her propensity to break hearts right in front of me. Oh. (laughs) This is, this is, this is, I mean, I, I, you know... Yeah, when you first read this, I thought, okay, we're into another pretty humdrum, run-of-the-mill, dramatic reveal on Quora. But actually, we've descended into a masterful mind game deployed with such aplomb. Yeah, Exactly. She always protected her hands. Brackets, God forbid anyone saw them before she was ready. and And would not let even her diamonds upstage them. So good. I mean, it, it, I, I feel I almost feel like I'm watching Inception for the second time. That <laughs> um, you know is 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 I've got kind of Doctor Cobb waking up on the beach, being swept by the waves, and then going into that bit with the Japanese chap, and I'm thinking, wow, like the hands, it all has a new meaning. Yeah. 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 When I left the bathroom and headed to the kitchen, Phil shot up from his chair and put his hands up to seemingly calm my approach. He assured me that he didn't want to be disrespectful, but but said, your wife needs to learn how to behave appropriately. I surely did not like where this was going, as he pointed to Jason. She reached under the table and palmed it in her hand. That's so good. So, so I think she's she's what she she's somehow um, manipulating her her hand. Yes, very clearly. So she so she is a card shop. Um, I always thought it was card shark, but apparently it's card sharp. I don't know. But she's obviously got an ability to palm cards, which means that you secret away a card in in the palm of your hand and then reveal it later on in the the game. Um, It's just as well she's not in the the Wild West uh, at the OK Corral for a game of Texas Hold'em. Because that kind of behavior ain't going to work in this town, and this town already ain't big enough for the two of us. You know, I used to think it was Card Shark until I found out through this cool, informative podcast that it's actually Card Shark. And I'll be telling my grandkids about that in years to come. If I'm perfectly honest, I'm now doubting whether it's Sharp or Shark. Uh, but I'm going to have to go <laughs> damn go on Google that after this, uh, after this episode. 
Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll open a Quora thread to, to, to find the real truth. <laughs> Quick question out to all you card sharp <laughs> slash sharks. Is it sharp shark or is it sharp sharks? And if you were dressed as a shark and you were swimming in the ocean and you came across another uh, Midwest Texas gentleman dressed as a shark, but there was a 90% chance he was actually a shark, would you grab the fucking jellyfish or the fucking algae? <laughs> well, the algae, no. I mean, that'd be useless, but um, actually jellyfish <laughs> are right. jellyfish are remarkable creatures, aren't they? Because they they don't have any bones. Um, you ever seen one on a beach? <laughs> Not so competent now, are you, mate? <laughs> Is that have what you said to it? No, I haven't. Well, if you ever look at a jellyfish on a beach, it is worse than a beached whale, and nobody likes to see a beached whale. So I, I went down a rabbit hole the other day in my own free time. Would you imagine trying to understand why on earth whales actually end up beaching, and the reason why these pods become very confused is because. There's so much man-made interference in the waters, and by that I mean trawlers or drilling or other unnatural processes that basically distract these poor whales. And if you imagine you're trying to hear, you're trying to listen out for your mate Jimmy, Jimmy whale on the other side of the ocean, but you've got oh, bloody oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, is that you? And then you've got the bloody oil rig, which is going, <laughs> which of course sounds a lot like Jack which is your name in this situation, you're going to follow the sound that says Jack. And, and lo and behold, you've, you've beached. You're a beached whale. And you're, you're beached next to your, your entire pod. What we need is almost whale lighthouses that when they are nearing a sandbar have a sort of underwater signal, which is like, get the fuck away, get the fuck away. <laughs> um, so that they don't, you know, they don't, because it is very sad. I mean, they it's essentially, they, they literally drive into the equivalent of a wall and then they have yeah. to get lots of, um, you know, very well-wishing people to cover them in towels and, and pour water on them and, and try not to say, come on, mate, this is pretty thick. You've literally just like, you know, driven your car yeah. uh, into the sea, the equivalent. Um, amazing whale, creatures. Whale-wishing, whale whale-wishing people, yeah. The whale-wishers, yeah. Uh, but whales have always fascinated me because of their size. Um, blue whale, you know, has a heart the size of a Volkswagen Golf. Blimey. And you could swim in their veins. No, I couldn't. Well, you couldn't swim. You, you could fit in their veins. You'd be... You saying I could put, pull off... My, my butterfly is very physical. You wouldn't do butterfly because, of course, that's <laughs> the most... Space Taxing stroke. Yeah, yeah, you would. You wouldn't need to do butterfly. You'd get in there into the aorta, and then boom, you'd be shot around the system, and you get stuck in a capillary, probably in its left fin, because it would then get thinner and thinner. Um, and then you probably bump into Jonah. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, also, well done for demonstrating your your knowledge of of uh, gradually diminishing vein sizes. And yes. <laughs> pulling out the capillary from the aorta to the capillary. Edwards take on veins. Let's not get into the ventricle. Of course, the the whales are mammals, which is another extraordinary natural feat. So whales are an example of a fish that came onto land, grew legs, grew a tail, and then was like, mm, actually, this is really overrated. Um, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. hop back in there. 
and get away from all the people that are trying to eat me and I'm going to grow really big and just dominate the ocean. Um, because because I, I don't know if you've heard this, but my heart, it's sort of the size of a Volkswagen <laughs> Golf. I don't want to don't brag or anything, but it's rather large. You, you, you little land-based mammal, you could swim inside my veins. A butterfly if you wanted to. Which is fine, and of course they are extremely impressive, but they do have one rather annoying flaw, um, which is that they still have lungs, like a dolphin. And so every time a whale is underwater, he's holding his breath. So it's like, they, they go to, you imagine that, you go to the swimming pool, and imagine that everything that you can do, eat, and enjoy is underwater, and you have to go... <gasps> And then, and then every sort of half an hour, you have to come back up and go. <sighs> but we do return to the very last paragraph in our newfound knowledge that this guy's talking about a game of spades. And he, and he concludes it by saying, I could have thrown a fucking bicycle or a spade at her, but it was already over. Now, of course, spade, we all know that that's um, a suit and cars, but bicycle, for those who don't know, is, is the yes, most well-known... Yeah, the most well-known make of cards out there, which everybody can is your kind of bread and butter for a deck of playing cards. I still loved her, even as I grew more angry and disappointed by the second, thinking about my own shame as everyone stared at us. I looked her straight in the eye and with a seething low growl, I said, this is the last time I will ever play spades with you. So I thought that piece of content was definitely worth including in our time capsule because you can imagine these extraterrestrials, I mean, they've clearly got jet lag after their long space flight, just found this hard drive in the bunker in Svalbard, Norway. And what do they want after a long journey, Ed, I ask you? They want a story. And what do they find in that hard drive but a bloody story? This guy who wrote this piece of prose which seems one thing one minute, and then rereading it, you discover a whole new meaning. And I think that in itself is beautiful enough to merit inclusion. Well, I think that's about all we've got time for today. As ever, Earth has called and you, our dear beloved listeners, have picked up the phone. Yes, thanks everyone so much for tuning in. If you've had fun, please do hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. And dial in next week when we'll be living our best lives with hashtag no filter, sorting the chai lattes from the chia smoothies on everyone's favourite photo sharing platform, Instagram.